Welcome to the March 2015 edition of the International Public Sector Accounting Standards Board's audio podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Fox, Technical Director for the IPSIS-B. We join you from Santiago de Chile, and we are grateful to the Controleria General de la República de Chile for serving as our host. Today, we'll recap key moments from IPSIS-B meeting held from March 10th to 13th, 2015, with IPSIS-B Chair Andreas Bergman and Deputy Director John Stanford. Andreas and John will review important developments from this meeting. Welcome to you both. Let's begin with Andreas to provide some opening remarks. Thank you, Stephanie. Uh, I think, as every year, we have a, a great meeting at the beginning of the year welcoming new members. Uh, this year we had three new members. So we have Angela Ryan from New Zealand, Rod Monet from Canada, and Michel Gamoin from France. Uh, it's always very interesting to get new perspectives and new experiences uh, to the work of the board. So once again, I would like to welcome them in the group of IPSSP members. This year we also have a new deputy chair, uh, Janine Pocciolini from South Africa, who has been serving as a member for many years, uh, has become deputy chair and uh, will therefore assist me in uh, chairing the meetings. Now, also in other terms, we have made great progress. Uh, you remember uh, that we had a long-standing issue, uh, the IPSSP governance. Uh, it started in 2004 and uh, fortunately two years ago the government 3U group took over and uh, actually uh, developed some recommendations uh, which were then uh, discussed in a public consultation. And now it's really a great moment because in this month of March the Public Interest Committee, the so-called PIC, will be created and this committee uh, will do an independent public interest oversight over IPSSB. The committee members uh, right now are coming from the OECD, from the IMF, from the World Bank and from Indosci. Uh, possibly other organizations will later on join. Next year, in 2016, we will also see a consultative advisory group being created to provide us further impact from our important stakeholders. So this is really great news. It's really a new chapter, uh, a chapter for which we had been working for so many years. It's also great that we could complete one of our technical agenda projects. Uh, we issued the recommended practice guideline number three, reporting service performance. Service performance is a critical uh, element of information for public sector entities because most of the citizens find it most important that their entities provide them with the services required. So they want to know about the quality and the quantity of the services, they want to know about the outputs and outcomes, uh, and this type of information is, is a true complement of financial information provided by financial statements. So again, it is not inside uh, the remit of financial statements, but it is to add some important information for the users to the financial statements in what we call general purpose financial reports. This project, uh, which was initially supported by GASPI, the American Standard Center for uh, the state and local governments, um, was also a 
project that kept us busy for a couple of years, but is now completed. Thank you, Andreas. Now I'll turn to John for a discussion of IPSESB's actions regarding the consultation paper on recognition and measurement of social benefits. Thank you, Stephanie. The Board made considerable progress on this very important project. The Board confirmed the three approaches which are discussed in the consultation paper. The obligating event approach, the social contract approach and the insurance approach. The Board also agreed the sub-options in the obligating event approach. However, the Board considered that some of the terminology needs to be reconsidered as well as some of the graphics. We're confident that the consultation paper will be approved at our June meeting in Toronto. Thank you for sharing that with us, John. Andreas, can you tell us about the discussion surrounding public sector combinations? In the area of public sector combinations, uh, it is clear that in the public sector, unlike in the private sector, most combinations are either reorganizations, so that's uh, operations being moved around, being regrouped um, within uh, actually the remit of an organization, or then they are uh, what we call amalgamations, so that's independent entities such as local governments getting together and forming a new larger local government. In, in that case usually they are really treated as equals and uh, so uh, the new entity is a newly created entity. Uh, these are really the most important types of combinations we see in the public sector and will therefore also be in the focus of the standard we will propose. Obviously there are also acquisitions and uh, so we also have to deal with acquisitions even though they might be less important uh, in the case of the public sector. Thank you Andreas. Now I'd like to return to John to discuss another key agenda item, the consultation paper, public sector specific financial instruments. What can you tell us about this John? Well Stephanie, the board firmed up on its approach to accounting for monetary gold agreeing that the consultation paper under development should discuss the case for both market value and historical cost measurement. We need to do a bit more work on the linkage to the qualitative characteristic of relevance. The board also had a preliminary discussion of the accounting treatment of currency and notes in circulation, discussing whether their issuance give rise to liabilities and if so the nature of those liabilities. We appreciate your insight John. Andreas, perhaps you could summarize what took place during this meeting on the topic of the Ipsis B work plan. Yes, uh, thank you, Stephanie. Uh, in fact, last year in 2014, we consulted on the strategy and the work plan. The strategy was then issued in the December 2014 meeting, and we also made some decisions on which uh, topics should be coming on the work plan. So in this session, actually, we only had to consider uh, project briefs so that the project plans for those projects selected. We did approve a project brief on a revenues project which we will do jointly with uh, the New Zealand Accounting Standards Board. Um, so this is a project looking at all types of revenues, exchange and non-exchange, and uh, possibly ending in just one standard. Obviously this decision has not yet been taken but will be part of the project. We also approved the project brief on non-exchange expenses. Again, a project that we will do in collaboration with the National Standard Center, in this case, GASPI. Also, this project brief uh, was approved at this meeting and will start 
immediately. We also approved uh, three limited scope projects. Uh, so uh, limited scope means uh, that these projects are of smaller scale and that they are usually clearly directed into some uh, changes of our existing literature. Um, now the first one is the cash basis standard. Again, uh, we had known for a couple of, of years that there are difficulties, that there are issues in this standard uh, which need to be addressed. So the project approved is, is directing uh, at those issues identified previously and trying to resolve them as quickly as possible. Then we also have uh, approved a project brief on consequential amendments uh, to IPSIS 1 uh, because of the conceptual framework. Remember, we have uh, slightly changed definitions of the qualitative characteristics uh, in the new conceptual framework and still the old definitions in the annex to IPSIS 1. And so obviously uh, we need to make clear what are our uh, qualitative characteristics and uh, that's the limited scope of this project. And then uh, another limited scope project are employee benefits. Uh, there, our existing standard, IPSOS 25, um, was based on the previous version of IS 19, and obviously we have never updated the standard so far, and, and IS 19 has moved on, so we need to have a look at those changes made by the ISB. We also discussed project briefs on public sector measurement and on public sector assets. Now, these are again full-scale projects, uh, and projects uh, which cannot be started immediately, uh, probably the earliest is the second half of 2015. So this gave us the opportunity to provide staff with feedback on those project briefs and they are likely to be approved in a June meeting. Thank you, Andreas. John, would you take a few minutes to update our listeners on the progress on the project for assessing the applicability of IPSAS's to government business enterprises and other public sector entities. Thank you, Stephanie. The board reviewed the responses to the consultation paper, which was issued in August 2014. The consultation paper asked whether the IPSASB should communicate its view of the entities for which it is developing standards through a high-level description of such entities or through retention and modification of the formal definition of a government business enterprise, or GBE. The large majority of respondents favoured adopting a high-level description of such entities using the IPSASB's literature, especially the conceptual framework. This accorded with the IPSASB's preliminary view in the consultation paper. The IPSASB decided to move ahead with this favoured approach. A draft exposure draft will be brought to the June meeting. This will propose deleting the formal definition of a GBE and references to GBEs in IPSASB's authoritative literature. Thanks for that, John. Before we conclude our podcast, I'd like to offer Andreas a few minutes for closing remarks. Thank you, Stephanie. Firstly, before I talk again about the board, I think I want to say a few words about Latin America. Uh, we were very privileged uh, to be hosted uh, here in Chile by the Contraloría General de la República. Uh, and this is, I think, a very a good location for having this meeting at this time. Actually, Chile has uh, endorsed uh, the IPSAS's 
for implementation from 2016 on and is now in the middle of the preparations of the entities. This includes training, uh, this includes uh, data collection, updating of the systems. Uh, so it is a large project. And it is a project which is quite symbolic for the whole continent. Uh, we can look around basically to all the countries on this continent and there is some sort of, of IPSIS implementation uh, being started or being implemented already um, and I think this is, is great news for the IPSIS community that Latin America has really fully embraced uh, international public sector accounting standards or NIC-SEP as they call them here in Spanish. Getting back to the board, uh, again I think a great achievement is that uh, our public interest oversight is being uh, established this month of March and uh, we will have a public interest committee pick uh, which will look at the public interest issues of this board. So this is again great news. Uh, and finally uh, I have uh, some sad news uh, as our, our host and technical director Stephanie Fox is unfortunately leaving us at the end of the month. Stephanie has supported us over a long period of time. In fact, she has been involved in 31 Ipsos B meetings over the last years. Uh, she was a great contributor to the landmark uh, projects such as uh, conceptual framework. Uh, she has uh, contributed vastly uh, to the governance mm -hmm. improvements, uh, but also to many smaller projects which I am unable to mention here in all lengths. So thank you very much Stephanie for all the work you did and good luck in your future uh, which seems to be in the same industry but back at national level. Thank you Andreas. We've now reached the end of our March 2015 audio podcast and as Andreas just mentioned this is also my last podcast as your host. During my time as IPSAS B Technical Director I've appreciated your interest in the work of our board and as host of this podcast, I thank you for listening over the past two years. The next Ipsos B meeting will be in Toronto, Canada from June 23rd to 26th, 2015. All Ipsos B meetings are open and members of the public may register as observers. Please make sure to register as early as possible. More information is available at www.ipsosb.org. All audio podcast media highlights are available in the meetings section of the IPSSB website and on iTunes. On behalf of the IPSSB, thank you for joining us.